0: Welcome to my podcast, How To Parent Peacefully. Join me, Pamela Query, Certified Hand-in-Hand Parenting Instructor, as I share with you the secrets to parenting with connection, not control. If you're ready to enjoy raising your children by creating a peaceful home where kids want to cooperate and you keep your cool, you're in the right place. You'll be inspired to create a peaceful and playful home without resorting to threats or bribes so that you can create lifelong connected relationships with your kids and support them to be happy confident and peaceful okay welcome dear parents welcome to this week's episode of the podcast how to parent peacefully Uh, And this is episode number 59, and it is called, If I don't scold my child, will they grow up to be entitled? So that's what I want to talk about today, about children growing up to be entitled and spoiled, that parents worry about this a lot. Uh, It is a big fear for parents, you know, that it seems like, you know, the worst outcome possible, my child will grow up to be ungrateful, and they will take more from life than what they give back uh, they will be disrespectful. They won't show respect to others. So what does this idea of entitlement even mean? Um, I mean, my, my understanding of it is that, you know, it's children that maybe, or adults, uh, whenever we talk about entitled adults or entitled people, um, you know, that they feel they deserve something that they haven't earned perhaps and they feel that their needs are more important than other people's or that the same rules don't apply to them that you know they're self-centered they're more concerned about themselves and others you know they they aren't afraid to put themselves first and shove people out of the way in order to get their own needs met without a lot of empathy for what's going on for other people uh, and yeah I think parents who are who are possibly in quite privileged positions um feel a worry that their children you know by giving their children everything they need and meeting all their needs that their children won't be respectful or won't be able to understand what it's like for other people um that maybe aren't so privileged so some examples of how this might play out uh, what you might perceive in your in your children or in your parenting so you know maybe you do everything to make your child's birthday party or a family holiday or a family day out maybe you do everything to make that really special you put a lot of thought and effort into showing your child how much you care about them and they do nothing but complain you know the that everything is wrong they didn't like any of their presence or you know they end up having a big meltdown at the end of the day when you've done everything you possibly can to make the day go smoothly and that can be so upsetting for us as parents or you know maybe you feel like you're taking care of your child and you're doing everything for them and then you know you've done everything for them all day long um, and you've spent a lot of time and effort trying to meet all of their needs And then you ask them to do one thing, like, will you bring the plates over at the end of dinner? um, Or will you help tidy up this room? Will you hang your coat up? Will you put your shoes away? and your child completely refuses they throw a uh, they throw a tantrum or they slam a door they completely refuse. they're really rude or they you know they just or else they just won't do it and they just don't don't seem to care they're just like no I'm not doing that and you're at a bit of a loss as to you know do I force them do I double down do I tell them off you know this is not acceptable behavior they are been so disrespectful and ungrateful uh, I need and our Im- impulse as parents is that we need to come in and we need to punish them we need to show them who's boss and um, we need to to control them we need to tell them what they need to do so that they are grateful and they realize how how uh, how much we do for them um so yeah so and that's very much what mainstream parenting would tell us that that what the advice would be is you know don't take any nonsense from your, your your child is spoiled you have to say no more often there need to be consequences for this rude behavior we need to show them who's boss show them who's in charge um Make them realize that they they need to to be grateful for all the things that we're doing for them. Okay, but let's let's dig a little bit deeper and try first of all try to understand what is going on for our children in that behavior that we don't enjoy, and and what's going on for us as well. Uh, so there's always two sides to it, you know, and um, what's what's going on with our children's behavior and how we're perceiving that and what's coming up for us and what judgments or what stories that we're telling ourselves whenever we're in the middle of this. Um, so and I'm really coming from this place that all behavior is communication, that our children's natural way of being in the world, they want to be kind and grateful and cooperative. That's a human nature to uh, work together, to cooperate, to support each other, to connect with each other. Um, so when our children aren't behaving in those ways, It helps to try and understand from, instead of trying to control that behavior or change the surface level behavior, what really helps is trying to go beyond that behavior and really try to understand from a relational perspective, you know, what's going on for them, you know, in this relationship, what isn't working, what is working, what feelings are coming up for them, how can I put myself in their shoes, and really understand what they're struggling with. Why, you know, if they're doing, um, if my child is doing their best in this moment, then what, like, why is this their best? That that I don't find, like, I I think they can do better, but why is this their best in this moment? If I can understand that, then I can have a lot more empathy and I can really understand. And then I can start to actually, uh, to to support them, to make changes to their behavior. if I can understand what's really going on beneath the surface but in our in the society that we have all grown up in uh, we are all immersed in this domination culture and that's very much a culture around controlling people's behavior and really and, and doing so with with not a lot of empathy for what's going on for each other and so it's very much this paradigm of what is wrong with you I can assess what is wrong with you and I can tell you what you need to to do to fix yourself uh, instead of coming from this place this relational place of uh, you know let me help you what let me understand what's happening I see you're doing your best let me support you so um we can all raise each other up so and that feels for me that feels like a a much a much nicer place to be in and a place that I would want to be treated in that way I want somebody to understand what is going on for me in the moment and why i am struggling or why i am behaving uh, in a certain way rather than the finger of blame being pointed and saying you need to change there's something wrong with you uh, and i I don't want to understand what's going on i just want you to change and that's the thing that our children they it it can be it it can be very easy to set ourselves up in sort of opposition to our children and in those moments it's really helpful if we can step back and just remind ourselves that our children they are these small people who haven't been in the world that long and they're learning about the world around them they're learning about these complex relationships that they these relationship dynamics that they're in and they really need our empathy and our guidance They don't need our judgment. They don't need our punishment whenever they're struggling. They need our help and our support. And that's what our role as parents is, is to guide them and to show some some leadership in that regard. And it's also really important to, this is two sides to this coin, um, is to, you know, we need to, it's really helpful to step into our children's shoes and to empathize and to try and understand. And it's really helpful if we are feeling quite judgmental towards our children, it's really helpful um, to look at the views that we hold as parents and to show that same empathy towards ourselves, you know, but to really get curious and to dig in and to um, excavate, you know, do a bit of excavation work as to what's going on in our views. What are the stories that we are telling ourselves um, um about how our children are behaving and how they should behave as we perceive it and what is wrong with them so whenever we can dig into our own reactions it's really helpful too this idea that our child that your child is entitled Um, uh, i think it's really important to look at the language that we use and this isn't an objective assessment of a child's behavior of what they're doing you know and um, it is very much when we say, you know, our child is entitled or our child is spoiled. That's very much a judgment. That's a perception and a judgment on our part. Um, and very, very often these judgments of our children's behavior, they come up when when our children are behaving in ways that were not acceptable for us to behave when we were children. That's so often the case. Like how many times has it popped into your head? You know, you've your child, let's say your child um You've asked them to do something and they shout in your face that they're not going to do it, or they slam a door, or they stomp off. Um and the the number of times it pops into your head, you know, I would never have dared treat my own parent like that. I would never have dared answer back to my mum or my dad. I would never have dared have a tantrum on the floor in the supermarket. That was just would not have been acceptable when I was young. So whenever, whenever those thoughts come into our head, um then it's it's a clue as to why this is so hard for us in the moment whenever our child displays those behaviors because it wouldn't have been safe for us to act like that um, and the thing is that I mean most of us and you were probably raised with this understanding that if you disobeyed your parents or even not even if you disobeyed them but even if you displayed any feelings other than being okay you know if you displayed any feelings of and um, frustration or anger or disappointment or upset or sadness or grief, or even sometimes joy and excitement, you know, like the spectrum of feelings that were acceptable growing up uh, for most of us in this control based culture, it was very, very narrow children were to be seen and not heard. You know, so children, that they were allowed to be physically present, but they weren't allowed to emotionally express themselves or show what was really going on beneath the surface. And that was the case. You know, it's a cultural thing. Our parents were doing the very, very best they could within this culture and within this understanding. And that culture is definitely starting to shift now but many of us were raised in that culture where children would be seen and not heard and we got if we did behave if we did show what was really going on under the surface or we did um act in certain ways then there were really scary consequences now we might that for some people that was really harsh punishments um or it may have been a lot more subtle than that it, it may have been the withdrawal of our parents' approval. We maybe got that message at a very young age that if we didn't act in this way, our parents would, would withdraw their love or approval. We would be um, sort of emotionally punished for showing our feelings. And we get that message very young and we tuck our feelings away and we, aren't, we, we know it's not okay to show them. So we probably made this choice at a really young age to hide our feelings. And by doing that, we are hiding our true nature, really, um, and we've got the message that it wasn't acceptable. Um, so, and I, I, you know, of course, our parents loved us, but often parents didn't know what to do with our big feelings. Um, and that was the culture that they grew up in. So now we were raised that way. But now you're there, you're there, um, your child is in front of you. They're having a tantrum. They're being extremely expressive. They're telling us how much they dislike their presence that they got and how disappointed they are. Or they're completely refusing to listen to us when we say it's time to go home. And we perceive this as being ungrateful, as being disrespectful. Um, And, you know, we never had the opportunity to show how we were really feeling. And now, at this sort of unconscious level, it feels really unsafe and scary for our children to do that. It wasn't safe for us to show our anger or our um, frustration when it's time to go home. So now, whenever our child is doing that, it can be really, really frightening for us. We perceive that as a threat and something really scary. So, but let's have a look at what is really happening when your child has a meltdown, you know, say at the end of a birthday party or refuses to clear the plates after you've done everything for them all day and you've just asked them to do this one simple thing. So, um, you know, let's take the, the meltdown after the birthday party or after a family day out that you've put a lot of effort into making special and your child has a meltdown at the end of it let's decode your child's behavior in that moment and try and have some try and just step into our our children's shoes for a little moment and decode what's really going on for them so first of all um they are showing you how they feel in the moment they are feeling upset you know they had such fun and now something has gone wrong and all these big feelings are spilling out and they can't control them remember our children are not very good at regulating their emotions they tend to spill out all over the place they are learning with our support they're learning how to co-regulate and self-regulate their feelings so often there's going to be many times when they spill out all over the place and our children um aren't, aren't really able to control that very well um and they are probably feeling just as upset and disappointed as you are in that moment and paddy whitfler from hand-in-hand parenting calls it uh she's coined a phrase for this which is she calls it the spoiled outing and it's this idea that our children you we whenever we have a a really lovely spend a a big chunk of time with them where they are the focus of attention or um if we have like a family day out or um time when we're all connecting and spending time together and sort of above and a above and beyond the normal day-to-day routine then our children really thrive on that strong sense of connection that we're pouring into them all day they feel special they feel seen and heard and they have a strong sense of belonging in their family um and whenever we really pump up that sense of connection and that sense of safety then it's like our children um They feel safe enough to offload some of those big feelings that have been they've been storing up in their little emotional backpacks. Uh, And it's like they need to clear out some space in their emotional backpacks to let all the extra love and connection in and to be able to internalize that so they'll use a really small excuse. Uh, to offload some of these bigger feelings that they've been carrying around for some time and they're looking for a way to, to offload those. And they do so at the end of the day, you say no to the the another request for an ice cream or it's usually some ridiculous request, or they just don't want to leave, or um, they don't want, you know, you get back in the car and they don't want to sit in the middle, they want to sit at this side and whatever it might be, they'll pick something really small. And that is their way, it's a really smart way of them um, for them to offload some of their big feelings. So it's really normal. Um, it's it's their body's system. It's their body's way of like metabolizing some of the you know, stresses and strains and disappointments of life that they've stored away and they're just getting rid of those. So it's no big deal. And often if you're able just to listen and listen to those big feelings of upset and empathize with them and put yourself in your child's shoes and not try and shut them down or not try and make it better, that they can clear that out. And afterwards, they will, they will be really grateful and they will be um, very respectful and cooperative and uh, a joy to be around whenever they're able to clear out those old feelings. Um, and that's the thing. Like, Isn't it amazing if this happens? Isn't it amazing that your child feels safe enough with you to show you how they're really feeling in that moment? They're using your safety. They know it's OK to show these feelings where for many of us, it wasn't OK. We knew it wasn't OK. So we would never have behaved that way ourselves as children. And um, so you don't have to get freaked out or panicked about them showing you how they're really feeling. You don't have to fix it. You don't have to work around it. You can just listen. That's easier said than done. I know that. But if you have the capacity, and if you can actually plan it into your day, I mean, I know my my daughter used to struggle a lot with her birthdays, uh, birthday parties, and being the focus of attention. And there would always be a point somewhere in the day that she would get completely stuck and and then have a meltdown. And once I understood this idea of the spoiled iding, and once I grew to expect it and um and work it in you know i I knew it was coming and um to to make space for it when it did happen then everything went a lot more smoothly so really understanding what's going on for our children stepping into their shoes and empathizing with them and acknowledging that they're allowed to have their full range of feelings that in fact is not entitled behavior that's just being human and that is staying in touch whenever we can um allow our children to stay in touch with their emotions they're going to grow up to be emotionally resilient and they're going to grow up to be able to regulate their emotions well so what else can we do if we have this fear that our children are entitled or spoiled A lot of these tips are to do with just shifting our perspective on things. So if we shift out of this, like, let me help you and shift towards, you know, feelings are okay. It's okay to be upset or disappointed. It doesn't mean you're not grateful. It just means you're feeling your feelings. Um, And another shift is really coming from the place that children and and everyone really, not just children, but all people are doing their best in the moment. And whenever we shift into that way of thinking, then we can start to really get curious as to why um, why our child is behaving in these uncomfortable ways or these difficult, so-called difficult ways. Uh, if this is their best, then why is this their best? And and come from that place, you know, obviously, if this is their best, then they, then they need some help with that rather than need, needing to be punished with that. And that brings a lot of empathy. And then whenever we bring the empathy, when you know our children, when children feel understood, then their behavior improves. As soon as they sense that we are connected to them, we're showing that we understand what's going on for them, then the whole dynamic shifts. And that's the, that's the joy of relationships. Like that's how whenever we focus on the relationship with our child, everything can, everything can shift when we continuously invest in that relationship. Uh, so if we empathize with them, say, at the end of the party and listen to their feelings, you know, they feel heard and they feel understood instead of feeling judged. Um, and whenever we do that, what we're really doing is we're role modeling empathy for them. We're empathizing with them. We show we show them what it feels like to be empathized with and show show them what it feels like to be understood and show them what it feels like for somebody to see the best in them at all times. and they that modeling is so important that's how children learn when we model that our um, children will become more empathic themselves they will not grow up to be entitled they'll grow up to be empathic so modeling is really really important Uh, and you know in other aspects of our life the more we can model gratitude and model you know a spirit of helping each other out without strings attached or without any kind of uh, emotional manipulation involved the more we can model working together as a family, um, that you know, that we're the type of family that do things together, that clear up the table together, that, you know, help each other out when we need help, then the more our children will take on these values themselves. But without strings attached, without saying, you know, you must clear the table or else I'm not going to love you anymore. And, um, you know, it's just a, a sense of openness and a sense of like, will we all, let's make it fun, let's collaborate and do it together. And look, if you don't want to today, that's fine as well. It's It's completely fine. I've got this. And whenever we do that, then our children will actually help out because they want to and not because because we've forced them to or guilted them into it in any way. I I talked already about our judgments, that this judgment we have that our child is entitled or spoiled. The more that we can work on our own judgments um, and often underneath those judgments is, is these unmet needs that we had as children. And the more we can work on that. And that will really help us be empathic towards our children in those moments. And we can shift from viewing their behavior as entitled and see it as just as children trying to get their needs met. And sometimes children will attempt to get their needs met in ways that aren't that helpful um, or, or very annoying to us. But whenever we can see it that way, then we can support them to to maybe get their needs met in another way. Or maybe we can't meet their needs, but we can just empathize with them and say, sorry, I can't do that for you right now. But I get that it's hard. Um, rather than turning it into this whole big drama and conflict. I think as well it, uh, that it's really important whenever we're thinking about modelling to our children, that it's really important to be aware of our own limits and our own needs and to communicate those to our children. Because empathy, you know, it's a two-way street and we can, and this this goes, it's, it has to be age appropriate and very young children, um, it, it's it's more difficult for them. But as our children get older, we can really invite our children to care about our experience and invite them to notice our needs and you know it's really important that we clear out all the, the judgments and all the gunk on our side so that our children don't feel that they have to meet our needs or that they're responsible for how we're feeling but we can invite them into our world and we can share with them our experience what's going on for us um, so that they can empathize with us a little bit more and I know that we can't always get our needs met as parents there's many times when our needs get pushed to the side and get pushed to last But, you know, we can start as our children get older to invite our children to see that and to invite them into our experience. It's important to be whenever we can be in tune with our own needs and our own limits and to set our our limits with our children from that place. Uh, I think so that we are being authentic and uh, really communicating to our children what our limits are and holding those limits. What often we do as parents is we can sometimes be scared to set a limit with our children uh, because we want to avoid the upset that is going to follow. But it's really important um, that, you know, we don't have to continuously work around our children's feelings so that we, you know, that we don't upset them. Um. And. It is absolutely part of gentle parenting, peaceful parenting, to set limits. and But we can do so. Often, we equate limits to uh, you know being told off, or limits to being quite harsh. But we can we can really set limits from a place of um, tuning into our own needs, knowing where our own limits are, and setting that boundary um, fairly and kindly and respectfully with our children, and listening to any feelings that come up around that. And that is a really good way to model to our children get like getting our own needs met and saying no and having our boundaries and having our limits, but doing so really. And generously and kindly and respectfully that is possible and that has been the case with my with my own daughter I've seen this and the older she gets I see this emerging more like the the deep sense of respect she has for others and um, the empathy that she shows towards others as well and yet you know she does yes she does still have big messy feelings that are very hard for me to be with often and um, she's not afraid to express her feelings and you know it's a it's an ongoing practice for me to discern the difference between expressing feelings and being selfish or entitled you know it's absolutely okay for shil- children to show their disappointment to tell to tell us about how frustrated they are to show that frustration to show their grumpiness and their anger um that's really healthy and it doesn't mean that they are entitled it just means they are expressing their full range of feelings that they are in in touch with their feelings and they're they feel safe enough to express them in front of you and often when they actually have the have the opportunity to fully express those feelings and work through them then they can come out the other side they can you know move through their frustration they can express how frustrated they are and then they can come out the other side side and actually respond in a really kind and respectful and thoughtful way so so often what we learn to do is get stuck in that frustration and and we weren't able to we weren't able to fully express it, we weren't able to fully suppress it. And we get stuck in this place of frustration. And then we act out from that place, whether it's frustration or anger. And we're acting out from that place, which is really unhealthy. So that's what we want to do with our children is is teach them how to fully express their um all of their feelings and move through them, metabolize them in a really healthy way, so they can get out to the other side and actually start responding from a place of of worthiness and a place of wholeness, um, from their true self rather than from this you know, sort of part that is quite activated and angry. And then they will make make good decisions. They will be respectful for, towards others. They will be kind. They will notice the needs of others that ha- that are less um, that have less privilege or less opportunity than they do. Um, they will notice that, and they will be able to respond to that with care and attention. So as always, I would absolutely love to know your thoughts and uh, what comes up for you around this, what you have found that works or doesn't work. I would really love to hear. So feel free to get in touch as always. And I will talk to you again next week. Thank you. Would you like to get your kids listening so you don't have to shout and instead you can start enjoying being a parent? Then pop along to my website, pamtheparentcoach.com or follow the link in the show notes to get signed up to my next virtual masterclass. See you next time.